This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. Giorgio, our Mediterranean brother, it's good to see you. Likewise. You know, it's this is the first time we're chatting since 2019 at the last Alien Con, so it's great to see you face-to-face again. You know, uh, 19 seasons of Ancient Aliens, 200-plus episodes. You know, what on earth did you ever think that, like, it would last this long? Like, it went from a special to a mega series. And never... Myself, nor anyone at Prometheus, nor A&E thought that nobody. I mean, this was something where in 2008, the new Indiana Jones movie came out, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And Prometheus Entertainment contacted me at the time because Lucasfilm had commissioned Prometheus Entertainment to do a two-hour special on all the Indiana Jones movies that had come out until... The uh, uh, Chris, um, temp, um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and so they did a two-hour special exploring the uh, Ark of the Covenant, the Sankara Stones, and the Holy Grail. And in the last segment of that show, they explored the mystery of the Crystal Skulls because that was the title of the movie. But what Lucasfilm had not done at the time was. They had not shared the script with Prometheus to, to, sh- to give them a guidance of what this movie was about. The only thing they shared with Prometheus was the poster, which was finished at the time. But what was so amazing is that Kevin Burns, the owner of, of Prometheus Entertainment, saw the poster, and within one second, he's like, oh, they're doing Chariots of the Gods. And apparently, according to Kevin, when he said that, there was crickets in the room. No reaction by the, you know, the 20-year-olds or the, even the 30-year-olds. And so he had to explain what Chariots of the Gods was. And in fact, what Kevin Burns told me later is that one of the reasons why he became a movie documentarian is because he was inspired as a kid when he saw Chariots of the Gods in the movie theater. And so... I appeared in that very last segment of that documentary and Kevin saw that segment and he said, well, you know, who is this guy with the hair? Uh, you know, call him into the office. And so I remember, you know, one of the first conversations I had with Kevin where he asked me, he said, is, is Eric von Daniken still alive? He had no idea if Eric was still alive. So I said, yes, of course. I, I, in fact, just talked to him earlier this morning. I said, well, I would like to create a two-hour love letter for Eric von Daniken and Chariots of the Gods because, like I just said, I became a docu- uh, film documentarian because in, the seven, in 1970-71, I saw that documentary and it absolutely blew my mind. And so long story short... Um, we met, and it was a handshake deal, but it was a one-stand-alone episode only, or, or, or a special. And within six weeks of airing it, they re-aired it over and over again, because people back in the day in 2009, it aired on, on March 8, 2009, you know, back then... You had to call the stations to, to have, you know, repeats and all this. So, um, 
ancient aliens, the first standalone, Chariots, Gods, and Beyond, became one of history's most requested documentaries. And so then history decided, well, maybe we can do more. And Kevin called and he says, Giorgio, do we have any more pyramids to talk about? And I said, of course. And that is when the first season came out with uh, five two-hour specials. And then the format was changed to one-hour specials. And here we are, 220 hours later, and Kevin unfortunately passed on in 2020 in September. And I know that he is smiling down upon us because any other company where the creator or the boss of the company dies goes under. And we are still here. Prometheus is alive and well. And so my thanks goes to Kevin Burns to train all of us on his team to the best of his abilities because without his training, we would not be here. So my, my, my thanks goes to Kevin Burns. You know, there's one thing, and I, I talked to Kevin in 2019, so I didn't even realize he passed in 2020. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when it comes to some of these ideas that people will sit there and go, oh, they're just conspiracy theories. Oh, these have got to be the most cockamamie ideas anyone has ever come up. What's something that people thought was so ridiculous and so far-fetched that you had to be, you know, and we'll put it in quotes, tinfoil hat people, that actually became a reality that they could not deny anymore? Like, you know, they thought it was an extreme extreme idea that would never be, and then it's now been proven as 100% true. Sure, look, and we have many examples of this throughout history. I mean, you know, uh, many having to do, for example, with physics, where for the longest time, you know, it was thought that, you know, nothing that's heavier than air could fly unless it was a bird. But that theory obviously was disproven with modern aviation. And then we have things uh, like, for example, breaking the sound barrier. It was said that's an impossibility. Well, the sound barrier was broken. And so throughout history, we have these things where everybody or a lot of people say, no, 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 this is impossible. But at the same time, then, things change. New science is established. New knowledge is gained. And so, you know, change is the only constant in life. Nothing is stationary. Everything changes. And so, you know, what I find interesting in regards to your question, too, is that, you know, people think that I, for example, are the, am the one who said that the pyramids were built by aliens. I have never, never, never said that. It's the meme, and I have no control over that. It grew organically. But what I said was that the knowledge with which to build the pyramids was imparted or given to our ancestors by the visiting extraterrestrials that they were referring to as gods or as watchers or as the guardians of the sky. And so, you know, or for example, there is this thing out there right now that some people are, are genuinely suggesting that the earth is flat. It's like, are you kidding? There are certain established scientific facts that, you know, I don't care who you are, accept it. The earth is not flat. And, you know, this whole idea that, uh, you know, uh, so, so we live in a very strange age right now because while I think aliens exist, to be lumped into also the, the earth is flat uh, theory, to me is strange because the two have absolutely nothing to do with each other. And if somebody says, well, you know, 
well, that, that too is, a, is about aliens. No, it's not. Because like I said, the earth is, the earth being a sphere is about as established as two plus two is four. And there are now people who on the internet are suggesting that two plus two is five. Well, I'm suggesting do not listen to those people because they don't know what they're talking about. I don't care what reality, what dimension you're in. Two plus two is always, always four. I mean, even in bizarro world, uh, you know, which is the, the opposite. If you go, if you go the opposite, two, you know, minus two minus two equals, it's, it's still minus four. <laughs> you know, so, um, I just think that, you know, it, it, we need to maybe start reading books again as opposed to, you know, believe everything hook, line, and sinker that people find online. Georgia, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you one more question. Oh, okay. Um, the final question would be, since we're so familiar with UFOs and the idea of the other from the outside, and there was an episode, a couple actually, of uh, unidentified submerged objects, which should be the biggest concern? The ones that are already here that are submerged or the ones that are the other coming from somewhere else? None of them should be our concern because the international theory, as as far as I represented, is that we are the offspring of extraterrestrials. So, which would imply that there are parents. And unless you have a psycho parent, you're fine. So, uh, you know, I mean, this idea that they are going to come here and to destroy us, to me, is a bit of an interesting proposition because why would they have waited until our development of nuclear weapons? So I think if they wanted to subjugate us, if they wanted to destroy Earth, they would have waited, uh, they would have done this a long, long time ago because let's say there is an invasion. Well, what will we do? Clearly, as we've just seen, let's imagine those were extraterrestrial craft that were in the last three weeks. What's the first thing Earth did? We shot at it. I mean, it is so ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd that the first thing we do with a potential extraterrestrial visitation, we shoot at it? I mean, who the hell are we? What's going on? You know, so uh, to me, it's, it's very interesting that there seems to be this threat narrative when in reality, or at least in my reality, it should be a thing that we should look forward to, that one day we can join this intergalactic club. And I cannot wait to walk into a similar type situation like the cantina bar in Star Wars, because I think that really exists out there. So, Giorgio, it is always a pleasure chatting with you. I'm glad we've got to see you at AlienCon 2023. Uh, remind us where we can find you on social media. Twitter at Tsukalos, also Instagram, but I'm not on there anymore, or not as much. And then on Facebook, it's Facebook forward slash Georgia Tsukalos fans. And my website is thealiensguy.com. Thank you. Thank you, Georgia. It's always a pleasure.